my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. As a CEO and fashion authority, I know it's the details that truly matter. And when it comes to luxury, every stitch must be perfectly tailored. At Genesis, they've delivered on every element of the GV80. Two-line LED headlamps accentuate an exterior that exudes athletic elegance. Inside, discover an expansive cabin with ambient lighting. Take a close look at the Genesis GV80 and you'll see. Lux is in the details. Hi everyone, I'm Rachel Zoe and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. This show is all about celebrating the most extraordinary superwomen who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying glamorous. Today with me, I'm joined by someone we've seen on our TV screens for years. You may know her as your favorite entertainment reporter, best known for her work on E! News and Daily Pop, the wonderful Kat Sadler. Today, she's the host of her own podcast, Kat Sadler Now. Together, Kat and I talk about starting from the bottom, paving your paths for yourself, and how many versions of yourself you've been through while growing up. Kat's also sharing her story about how she bet on herself and left E after speaking up for equal pay in the workplace. Kat is so impressive. She's such a sweetheart. She's done a lot the old-fashioned way, just working really, really, really hard. And I love this episode, and I hope you do too. So let's get into it. I wanted to talk to you because I love you and I adore you. And we've had an amazing conversation, a few of them. But today I really want to talk about you because I'm very sick of talking about me. So well, (laughs) even before that, I mean, I love that you're already you you are such an example of walking the walk because of talking about women that maybe aren't as supportive in this industry or in life in general. Mm -hmm. I was literally just telling my partner, Greg, I was like, Rachel is such an example example of women supporting women because you know I I don't I don't do I don't produce as much you know in the fashion game certainly as you do but like I had my my little necklace collaboration or something yeah. a couple seasons ago and you were so kind to like post about it and you're just organically intrinsically like being that female is you so mm-hmm. that is rare but for people listening like you didn't gain anything from that you didn't need anything from me i wasn't going to do anything for you but you're just you you are that human so thank Thank you for being an example of that thank you i i think we've all had experience with people that don't want us to win and so for me there's nothing i love more than watching great people that work their fucking asses off win that is to me like 
that makes me so happy because I feel like people want to cheat. They think this ride can be easier if they do it this way. They think if they know this person, they think if they network with that person. And sure, that can like help with certain situations. Sure. But ultimately, you got to do the work, you know? And I think for me, just watching people that deserve to win, win is always like the greatest I love it. I'm like the cheerleader that was never a cheerleader. I'm like, uh, see my gold, my gold lemme pom-poms that I don't have. <laughs> but like when you do the work, I feel like you, there's, you know, I, I think we're all can have imposter syndrome on occasion in different arenas or whatever, especially if we're trying new things. But like, it is a good feeling when you have worked your ass off and you've done it, you know, it's also a reflection of how old I am, but yeah, I've been at it a long time and I started from the bottom, 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 and I didn't have those connections you're talking about. And I didn't know people in the industry. And so I guess I am certainly that story of somebody who started at the bottom. Now we hear kind of thing. I still got a long way to go, but you know, but I did do the reps and I did do the, the hard grind for a very, very long time, long before I saw any real rewards from that. So, well, I want to talk about that. So I'd like to go back for like a second. So you were born where, like born, raised where? So I'm an Indiana girl from the Midwest. You and John Mellencamp. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yes. John Mellencamp. He was literally, you know, our only celebrity growing up. Yeah, I imagine. In our vicinity. You know, he was like 20 minutes down the road, Rachel, in a little town called Seymour, Indiana. And I'm from a town called Martinsville, Indiana. And so, yes, we all grew up idolizing John Mellencamp. Jack and Diane was okay on repeat. That was my high school anthem. Um, but I grew up, you know, I wasn't the city of Indianapolis for part of that childhood, but mostly city of Indianapolis, small town of Martinsville, Indiana, about 40,000 people. And, you know, of course this was a time long before we had our phones. So it was like the world just seems so, so, so much bigger then. So even having the permission to dream a dream felt so almost foreign because, it, it, I didn't even realize the possibilities of even leaving where I was from until I was probably about literally 21 or 22 before right. I was like, oh, I want out and, and what do I want to do with my life? So did you go to college there as well or, or did you I not go did. to college? You did. I did. So I went to um, Indiana University. Mm-hmm. I'm a Hoosier and I did study journalism at the end of, of my my college career, I finally locked down journalism, broadcast journalism specifically. Little sidebar, my son just started there as a freshman. No way. Yes. He and went so I'm back. Like, like he, he's yes. like, I'm going to Indiana. Were you I dying? He would. That's wild. He's, he's, you know, raised LA boy surfer guy. And he, and we thought, oh, he won't want to go there, nor, you know, will we like push his dad also went there. We're like, we won't be pushing that on him for, for life. Obviously he needs to carve his own path and he ends up going there. So it's kind of funny. Cause I go back now I'm going home a lot because my wow. son is there, but wow. yeah, I studied broadcast journalism. So you knew, so you knew, so was that like, okay, so were you a student or not so much? <laughs> not so much. Don't worry. 90% of the women that were on here that, that have been on here were not students. So like, don't, I in no way judge and nor does anyone listening. And I, I, the reason I ask about education is because I really believe that that is no indication at all of your, it, it may, it may help your path in the beginning one way or another, but I think it, it in no way defines who you are. And I think, you know, I've had women on here that didn't even graduate high school. So I, I think, no. you know, yeah. I, I'm always just a bit curious, you know, I'm always just yes, a bit no, curious. I think it's fascinating. You know what I was? I was a student of life. I yeah. mean, I can't say that enough, like, especially in those years, I was just talking about this on my podcast. I was like, because I'm having all of these feelings now that my son's yeah. in college and I'm like, it's taking me back to like being that impressionable young, young age mm-hmm. being, you know, how many versions of ourselves have we had since we were 19? Right. So I was like, who was I then? What was I thinking? And that's my, the biggest standout takeaway for me from college was, you know, I had been isolated in this little bitty bubble of a small town where everybody looked the same, everybody mm-hmm. believed the same. Mm-hmm. And so then suddenly, even though Indiana was 
20 minutes down the road to go to school. It was an international university, all different people, diverse people, different cultures, different languages. And I just love that. I literally, it was my first awakening. It was when I was like, holy shit, life is cool. And I want to explore every corner of this world. It's like the world literally opened up just through my experiences there. So I was a very average academic student. Um, I did love my journalism classes when I finally figured that out, but otherwise I was just, I was learning in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always say I learned more in my first, like, you know, six weeks of working than I learned in four years. (laughs) I mean, you learn life pretty quick once you like, I mean, I moved to New York city and started working for like $75 a day. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to work as hard as I can. And I love this so much that I can't breathe. So I don't care if I work 20 hours a day, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, um, you know, it's so interesting to me because, you know, I didn't grow up in a small, I, I grew up in a suburb of New York city, but I was 30 minutes from the city. So for me, New York was like my, I feel in many ways that I grew up in New York. So I, I meet so many incredible women that grew up all over the country in these tiny little towns and then they go to college and it's like Whoa! it's like it's like the whole world just opened and I think if for nothing else then college served you in that way because I think it kind of opened the doors to life a little bit right um, yes in a lot in a lot of ways and if it weren't for even you know speaking of women, like leading women, it was literally an an advisor my senior year, this woman who was like, well, if you really want to, like if, if Oprah and Katie Couric <laughs> the queen. are your, yes. exactly. If, if they are your idols, by the way, you need an internship and yep. you need this. And, yep. and I didn't have anybody in my world telling me that right. I really just was like a little sleep at the wheel because I think I had more of a limited mindset back then. And so thank God for that female advisor who was like, you should do an internship. And the first internship I had was at, you know, a TV station in Indianapolis. And so like that really got the ball rolling on. And were you doing like the 4 a.m. like really like, uh, you were like there in the dark, right? All of it. So tell All me about that. So I want to hear about that because I think everyone knows you as Kat Sadler now, right? Like this, you know, like brilliant, outspoken, fearless, like beautiful, all these things. But like when you're young and starting in that, and and certainly I think probably being, were you on air talent at that point? Well, I forced myself (laughs) on air before I'd even graduated college, which is kind of funny, but no, I mean, I, I had to I had to really work at it at that local news like station. Like get coffee and clean um, up after everyone and do the things. All the things. I mean, I Hear really that, everybody? That. All the things. All the things. Like, everything. Like, I had Tracy all Cunningham on here a while back, and she was like, I was, like, making coffee and cleaning sinks. I was literally cleaning hair out of sinks. That's how she started. Like... Oh, my God. That's Love what Tracy we do. Cunningham. She's the best. Love Tracy Cunningham. Yeah, I was, I was that. By the way, I think I had like three jobs. I was in a band. I was like an intern at a TV station. I was trying to pay my own rent. I was at that TV station. Like back then you, you couldn't even like, because we didn't have phones, you couldn't create content like on your phone. So I was like spending my every last dime to hire a cameraman because there were only camera men back then. And like, why would a woman hold a camera? That's crazy. Exactly. It was just such a different time. But I, I guess the, the, the smartest thing I did, and I did a lot wrong, but the smartest thing I did was completely take advantage of my position in the world at that time. And I was, I wasn't going to leave that internship without learning everything. And I was that girl. Like, I, I, I don't know. You ever look back and like, how did I, when did I sleep? Like, I don't know how I did what I oh, did. Oh, I know then, for but... sure. I didn't. I have the wrinkles, the bags that the, 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 <laughs> I've, Oh no, no. I, I, I know very well. I slept three hours a night for about 20 years, hundred percent. And still, by the way, and still not much more now, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> But it was worth it, right? I mean, because that's I it's it. kind of like what it's what you said. You were like, I was I couldn't breathe. I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. And that's for me, you know, I, I feel so fortunate because you know, a lot of people spend their whole 20s kind of really it's scratching their heads about their passion or their 
you know, what are they going to do with their life? And I understand that, but I, I, fortunately I kind of had the itch. I knew I wanted to tell people's stories. I knew that communicating, like I am a speaker. My mom was always like, slow down. You talk too much. Like, I just love the art of conversation mm -hmm. and I love telling people's stories. And so it didn't start out as entertainment or celebrity. Um, it started out as just general assignment news, but it was funny because when I, even through that first job at my first local TV station, when I ended up getting like the criminal beat, the crime beat, and mm -hmm. I was chasing fires and I was doing all this as like a 21 year old, I learned real quick. That wasn't what I wanted yeah. to do. Yeah. You're like, um, more glamorous, please. This is not for me. Oh, this, Rachel, this terrifying gritty thing is not for me. I was in fishnet stockings, I kid you not, <laughs> in like stilettos thinking I was so cute. And then they're like, we've got a dead body down at blah, oh blah, blah. Oh my and God, I was like, no. But I didn't think there was anything beyond that, right? right? Unless you were maybe, I mean, you may remember this, like the VH1 Top 20 Countdown with Duh. Rachel Perry. Of course. Do you remember this? Yeah, of course. Right? Okay. So that was, I was like watching her and she was so hip and cool. And I was like, how can I take what I've learned about journalism, learned about broadcasting, but not just be yes. on the local news covering these, sorry, but like mundane yeah, yeah. stories day after day. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm, I'm sure you, you've heard this as well as like, I'm always telling people, you know, it's often what you don't want to do that teaches you what you do want to do. And I was like, I don't want to go that. I, I want to like merge my love of fashion and beauty and film and music and all being that. Being a woman. <laughs> being a woman. Yeah. How can that be a part of what I do every day? And so it took a while. I mean, mind you, so I went from Indianapolis. Then I was in San Francisco. I was on air there for about four years. A little, more, like, a little more glamorous, San Francisco. It was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Rachel, like this is an Indiana girl who never lived anywhere else. So you must have died. That must have just been like San Francisco's like, I mean, not right now. It's not in a great state, but it's an incredible, magical place. I mean, let's be real. It's magical. Yes. yes. I think that's when I fell in love with California also. I mean, mm -hmm. the ocean and the mountains. You're and like, is this just, real? It, I would have done that job for free. I actually would have. A billion. I, I was so on fire for life in California. And then I got this job as kind of like the features, like beat reporter as a 22 year old, my first job, full-time reporting job. And I was like, you know, best days of my life. That for me was more of my college experience. Mm -hmm. That first TV job where I just grinded every day. I produced everything. I booked everything. I helped edit everything. I did my own glam. I did my own outfits. It was like that was my school. I was going to say, but that was your boot camp, right? Because yes. like, that's what I try and teach younger people, not to sound like, like I'm 80, but I'm just like, what you don't understand is the more that you do, because I hear so many like young people, like 23, their first jobs. And they're like, I'm so tired. I'm working so much. They want me to work on a Saturday and they're texting me on a Saturday at four o'clock. And I'm, I was about to go to yoga and I'm like, I'm like, what you don't understand is this is your grad school. This is your, you will do anything after this. You will be prepared for anything. The more they pile on you, the more responsibility you have, the more training you get, and the more you know for the next step. And I think it's hard to know that until you're put in that situation, you know? Mm -hmm. But I, I think like... It's so interesting and I love hearing that you did that because, you know, I think now, you know, TV is very different, you know, entertainment in general is so different. I mean, you must be, it's like me with the fashion world. I'm like, someone's like, how's the fashion world changed? I'm like, shouldn't it be? How hasn't it changed? What do you mean? Like, and I oh think God, the yes. way we consume, you know, media and yeah. everything else, but I think for you, so, okay, so hold on. I want to, I want to pause for a second. So when did you meet your husband or first husband as a CEO, fashion authority, and mom, I know it's the details that truly matter. And when it comes to luxury, every stitch must be perfectly tailored. That's why driving the sleek Genesis GV80 is such a luxurious experience. The SUV's exterior design, including two-line LED headlamps, 
exudes athletic elegance. When you sit inside the expansive GV80 cabin, you can customize the ambient interior lighting to match your current mood, a feature that makes driving in LA a more relaxed and serene experience. So go ahead, take a close look at the Genesis GV80, and you'll see Lux is in the details. Great question. So I met Kyle when I was 19. So we met Same, at by the way. college. Same. Yes. You met yes, in college. Tale, like you though. <laughs> you know. It's actually pretty good, all things considered. But we met when, yeah, we were super young. And then when I got that TV job in San Francisco, Kyle also came out there. And then my first son was born when I was there working in San Francisco. Very so, young, young. Yes. Yeah. I was 25 at that point, okay. but yes. I mean, today, doesn't that sound like 17? I know. It does. <laughs> it does, right? But wait, it's okay. So, so you're young. All right. So you had a child. You're working like crazy mm-hmm. and married and living in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were you just like... like- so here's, <laughs> here's kind of what happened. This was a, a definitely a a pivotal moment, you know, those big life things that happen. And we all have a a couple of them that are like really major. And with Austin, my firstborn son, I had Austin. And then I had like, what, maybe a two month maternity leave or something, maybe three months if I was lucky. And, you know, I, I did absolutely love my job. I loved being on air every day. I love that there was a new, like every day you got a reset. If you, if it sucked, if you didn't do great, you get a brand new slate every day, live TV. I was learning so much. I was reading a prompter. I was like so on fire for, you know, creating. That was my version of creating then. But when I got, when I became a mother, I just, I had this overwhelming anxiety as a 25 year old when I was like, I, I'm not ready to go back. Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready. And Mm -hmm. I was having nightmares and I had, I'm skipping a lot of the story. I had a very, very tumultuous first pregnancy. I was on bed rest for like six months. I was even told like he might not be born. I had major preterm labor symptoms. So I had even like, a which is so much as a 25 year old too, because it's all so new and scary and life is new and scary. Your job is new and scary. And Yes. So all of that kind of compounded and, and what that meant was that I was like, I need more time. I'm not ready to throw my brand new baby boy Mm -hmm. in like some kind of commercial daycare Mm -hmm. for 60 hours a week while I chase my dream Mm -hmm. where we're barely affording to like pay our rent. You know, it was, so I had this very big kind of moral decision like to make. And luckily Kyle, I was like, listen, maybe we just pause. I just want one year, go back to Indiana, take a year, have this time with my baby boy. And you know, he got a job transfer. I'm kind of skipping the whole story, but it worked out so that I, I was able and certainly lucky enough to take a year off. But everyone thought here's the funny part is, is that everyone, including my bosses, including all the TV executives are like, Oh, she's done. She's going off to be a mom now. Like she's done. Like we let's write her off. You know, of course. Oh, she'll be back. Yeah, right. She's mom. She's a mom. And at the time, it was like that's all you can be. Then if you're going yeah, to, course. you know, make that decision. Yeah. And I was so hell bent on like no, 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 one year. And I kid you not, we moved back to Indiana. And on his first birthday, March eighth, I signed my next TV contract. So it was like this beautiful reward for listening to what I knew my soul and spirit was telling me. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I felt like the universe kind of paid me back and kind and was like, you know, your, your journey and, and, and purpose can still be TV. That might be your calling, but I I did take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And I do. And I think that's something I talk about a lot with women. It's like, you know, we don't do ourselves any favor when we neglect those voices. Mm -hmm. And when we pretend they're not happening or we keep, you know, you can make yourself sick, you can make yourself ill. You can just like, I'm all for busting ass, but that I I'm so glad that I took that year with him that I'll never get back. And then the TV career resumed, but it resumed back in Indiana on local TV again, full time. Right. Until E. So that's kind of the story. That was that. Okay. And then you moved to LA. Yes. So I had one more child, Wow. my second son, we both have two boys. And then, and then that's when I really, really, really got the itch because I was like 30. You're like, okay, 
Yeah. I was like, well, I think yeah. after the second one, you, the first one paralyzes you, right? Like the first one paralyzes you. I, I, you know, I, listen, if it makes you feel any better at all, I could not get my head out of my ass for a full year. I could not, I could not function. I could not figure out how to leave that baby for one minute without feeling like the worst mother ever. And, and nor did I want to leave him for one minute. So I took him everywhere. Did not leave that child until he was like four years old. I just took him everywhere. And by the second one, by the time I had Caius, I was in a fitting with Jen Lawrence like 10 days later. And, and it wasn't, it, I, it was more that I, I, I psychologically had it figured out. Like meaning the first one turns you upside down. And I think if you're a workaholic and you're going like at, at, at full speed and then all of a sudden this, this angel baby lands in your hand and, and just literally paralyzes you. You're like, I, I, I can't do anything but look at you and love you, right? And how do you, how do you, I think the struggle is for women, I don't want to speak for you, but I know for me, it was how do I, who is this person now, right? Like, and how do I go back to that person that everybody wants back when I don't feel like that person right now, right? Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that was sort of the struggle of like, if I only want to do this now, how do I go back to being that person? And the reality of it is you don't go back to being that person. You go back to being a different person, right? A different version of that person. And I think women really we have to navigate that. I think women with careers and children have to navigate that. Right. So it's just one more thing that, that we, as women, that, (laughs) that is certainly a uniquely female thing. Mm -hmm. And, and yes, I understand that it's like reconciling motherhood and womanhood. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. how does that look once that becomes your new dynamic? And it's an ongoing lifelong process. I'm still figuring that out. I mean, there's the different stages, right? (laughs) When they're the babies and then they're getting older and Mm -hmm. then you have a new set of problems. And now my kids just left. I am an empty nester. That is wild. I mean, it is wild. That's wild. I, I find myself still asking that same question of, so who am I now? Right. Right. It's like we're constantly redefining what that means for ourselves and having to take inventory and, and, and remember who, who we are in all of these different phases. But don't you feel because instinctually we feel this overwhelming need to prove ourselves over and over and over and over. And I don't even know. I I mean, I think it's to prove ourselves to us. (laughs) Like I, I I don't even know who I'm trying to prove to, you know what I mean? It's more just like, no, you can do this. No, you're not done. No, keep going. You know, it's like what? And and I feel like, you know, I'm watching, you know, young children now with my kids and I'm watching the girls and the boys and the whatever. And you see the girls just like overachieving over. And, and listen, this is generalizations. I'm just saying like, I, I can see even in my friends with young girls, there's just this overwhelming perfectionism and desire to prove and to keep doing more, doing more, doing more, doing more. Right. And I think that that stays with us, right? It does. (laughs) I will say that, yeah, I think exactly what you're describing is most high achieving women who have dreams and goals. Like that's, that's how we get on. And that is that hamster wheel of wanting to prove to either to ourselves or to other people or to an industry, you know, what we are made of. I will say one of the best parts for me personally about being this middle aged season of life that I find myself in. It's the first time where I feel a less of that pressure. Yeah, you're um, more at peace. Well, it's like two things. It's like one, kind of like what you were saying. It's like, if I pause and I like get in the slower gear and I just, you know, right now I had a, I moved for the first time in 15 years. I have a new partner and we're merging lives and my kids just left the nest and they moved out of my home. And so I have so much going on. And it's like, I'm also just trying to give myself permission to go. It's okay to be in this gear right now. It's okay to not have a book coming out next week and to not have booked a new TV show. Like I'm actually trying to just be in this space a little bit Mm -hmm. and like soften a little bit Mm -hmm. because I know I'll ramp right back up to my typical Mm -hmm. self, but it is a challenge. And I I guess I just think some women do want that permission to be like, I can find some healthy balance of it all. Mm -hmm. 
A hundred percent. I mean, I, you know, it's funny because my sister is an empty nester now and I'm, you know, and I have these young kids and I'm literally like, this is wild. Like the empty net, it's like, what do you wake up? Like what? <laughs> well, my boyfriend has four kids. So what I, age I are they? Him, oh my gosh. Seven, eight, oh my 10, God. No, but, I but love girls, it. But girls, I inherited some girls. So I'm like loving it so oh, much. That must be so fun. It's pretty yummy. They're, they're so amazing. And they're, you know, I always say like my kids, these kids, kids teach us, you know, more about ourselves yes. than anything in life. Best. So I'm enjoying this season of, I guess they're filling in the gaps a little. If, if I didn't have those yeah. sweet, sweeties, I'd be devastated on the floor. Like, what do I do with my life? And bugging my adult kids too much. I'm like literally having to like, okay, don't you just talk to him, put the phone down. Oh, don't text him all day long. God. You know, it's a whole, it's a whole thing, but again, kind of cool. There's a lot of shitty things about aging, but one of the best things is like, wow, I, I do have a whole lot of my stories still left to write. And I, I have all of this freedom to, to create whatever that's going to look like. So that's exciting. I want to talk about a really pivotal moment that, you know, I don't know that everyone knows, but I, I certainly know it was a big thing in the industry. And I want to talk about your time on E because I, yeah. I mean, so, so how long were you, how long were you on E for? I was there for almost exactly 12 years. Wow. Wow. 2006 to 2017 and wow. to 2017. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So at what point, and you were obviously on air in, and adored and obviously so great. Well, and that's do. how I got to know you because I, you guys, I interviewed Rachel backstage in New York Fashion Week. I, I can tell you that. how many times. And I like, you know, the icon that you are, I'll never forget the first time I interviewed you was in your studio. The one on, I remember it. I was, showing, I was showing my spring 2012 collection. Sky was a baby and he was like in the back. I remember. And the models were up on like a platform, right? Yes. Was it that one? Yes. I remember. Yes. I remember. Yes. And, you know, those moments, I mean, that's why I loved my job so much because gosh, what a, what a, I mean, dream job to have those type of experiences and get so up close to people like yourself and, and get to connect with all these phenomenal people and go to fashion week and travel the world and all that stuff. But yes, so I was there for 12, almost 12 years. And at what point, so there you are, you're like this star on E, everybody knows you, you're seemingly have the dream job, right? Mm -hmm. And then one day you're like, fuck no, what's going on? <laughs> so tell me, <laughs> tell me, so tell me about this moment where you came out and spoke very loudly and proudly, well, maybe not yeah. proudly, but very loudly about unequal pay for women. Yeah. Tell me about that. It's so interesting. I all my decision and departure from E was kind of like a year in the making. Right. So, cause I'd been there so, so long and I'd been through so many regimes, mm -hmm. you know, I'd been through different bosses and presidents and iterations of E and E news and the daily 10 and the daily pop, all the different shows. And so I'd, I'd seen so, so much. And at the time I had been hired to host a new show, the daily pop in the mornings. And it was live for two hours and then still be on set for e-news at least a minimum of three days out of the five all week long. And so I had kind of inherited double the work mm -hmm. and I was in the final year of my contract mm -hmm. there. Cause mm -hmm. for people who don't know in the TV world, like if you're an on-air quote unquote talent, you do contracts mm -hmm. two, three years at a time. And then you go back to the drawing board, everybody, agents, all everybody gets involved and you sign a no deal or you have the option to leave. And so I was in the last year of my deal and I got an email from a female executive who was like, Hey, can you come to a meeting? It was like this kind of closed door meeting, which felt really unusual. And I knew right away, it wasn't about whatever story that she said it was about. I just knew it was about something else. And so we had a meeting in my dressing room and she just said in her word, she's like, I know how hard you are busting it right now. And I know that your deal's up at the end of the year. And I just want you to know 
that you are severely underpaid. Those were her words. Wow. Like it was just like, she was doing me a solid. She knew and she knew it was unfair and that the imbalance was obvious. And so I was like, okay. And I just, I remember being kind of embarrassed because literally again, back in 2017. Like you feel like an asshole like, basically. You're just like, yeah. Okay, yeah, of course. Like what? I'm like, wait, what? Like, yeah. you know, it does, it didn't matter that I loved my job. It didn't matter that I, I missed the, the child doctor's appointments during the week right. because I was like so loyal to my company and mm -hmm. so committed. And I definitely did do those weekends and those weeks away and those nights. I did that for more than a decade there. Yeah. So I was like employee number one, like I was a team player. I had a great attitude. I was doing everything right. And I also knew that I had value or they wouldn't have given me a new show. Sure. Right. Like, you know, you don't, you don't give me more real estate on air if I'm not good at my job. No, and there's a thousand people that would kill for your job. So like, well, yes. and therein lies the problem because they know that. Of and course. so when you go to a corporation and then you say to your agents and your team, when you have this kind of knowledge, I, I confirmed the information. Firstly, I started doing my research as any journalist does. And I was like, okay, yeah, well, shit, this is embarrassing. And then it got, then I got angry because I was like, I was like, all they need to do is make it right. And by the way, all they need to do is pay me ballpark. Yeah, of, of course. Of what my counterpart then, mm -hmm. Jason Kennedy, my very dear friend was making. Mm -hmm. And they just, they wouldn't meet me there, Rachel. It was just kind of like one of those things. And so we went back and forth for months about it. And, you know, they weren't moving. And when that became clear to me is when I knew I had a decision to make. I was like, okay. I love my job. I, this, 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 this E run has like, I've seen the world, mm -hmm. but one of my good friends was like, do you bet on yourself? Mm -hmm. If you leave, do you bet on yourself? Can't, or, what about you? And could I exist on my own? And so these are the questions I was asking myself. And the answer was, yes, I yeah. do believe in myself. And that is something that experience does of course. give you. Of course. Cause I wasn't, you know, no offense to a reality star who just got plucked right. off, you know, like, and then suddenly they're like, yeah, like I, I've been at this for 20, almost 20 years at this yep. point, which was another reason I think they were like, eh, screw it. We'll just let her go. And, you know, we'll re up with the 22 year old or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, all of those many factors, which is also in. hard, which is also hard. Right. I mean, that, yeah. that doesn't yeah. feel right in it any industry. <laughs> I mean, they never said that, of course. Of but, course I mean, not. Of course not. It doesn't take much yes. to figure out that they can get anybody to do the job for basically free. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that, that doesn't have two kids they have to worry about. Who doesn't, the way, you know, fashion industry was the same. It was the same. Still, probably. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The Nick's anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Nick's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. 
Millions of people have made the switch to Nick Sleek Proof Underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine washable, and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. You don't have to pay people very much. You know what I mean? Everybody wanted the job. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like exactly. And, and, and that's, that's, that can be really clunky for the people who know their value mm-hmm. and want to be paid what they deserved. They deserve in a, in a fair way. So I consulted with some female mentors of mine and it was really, really scary. I mean, the truth is I, I decided to leave, but I wasn't necessarily, I mean, not at all. I wasn't meaning for it to become the story that right. it did. I just wrote my truth on my blog. You were probably and, terrified. Right. Of being blacklisted <laughs> and never, you know, yeah, of course I was. So again, Rachel, this is like Indiana girl from a small town. Yep. I didn't have, I didn't know people like right. on the top floor. I didn't know all yep. the people in New York. Like, like I didn't have, it didn't run deep within my network really, you know? So I also think um, in those, in it, at that time, I think we really were of the belief, and 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 by the way, I want to say with that that I actually went freelance and became my own boss when I was twenty five, very much for this reason, because mm. there was only a finite number of jobs in the industry, right? And everybody, there were hundreds of girls that wanted them, and they would be paid seventeen thousand dollars a year with no problem and happily go in every day with a smile and heels on, and I just. I I took that jump and I was terrified, but I think for you, I think there's that feeling of like, you know, there's a lot of heads of companies that would say everyone's replaceable, everyone's replaceable. And when you have that in your head, it's like, okay, wait, I want to stand up for myself, right? I want to speak my truth. I believe in myself. I know I deserve more than this. But like, what if I'm the only one that believes this? Like, what if I'm out oh, of a job? Like, you had oh, two yeah. kids at that point. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very and by scary. the way, and I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't financially in a situation where I had a partner that was right. taking care of me. I you were didn't, single like, at this point, right? Were you single at this um, point? Single mom? Yes, I was just. I, I was newly single. Mm-hmm. I was newly single. Which is also terrifying. I mean, you know, it's like we pile it on ourselves, right. don't we? It's like, oh yeah. I'll just be a single mom again and then I'll just leave my job. And like it, I'll tell you though, I mean, for climbing in heels and the the smartest thing I did career-wise was at the time leading up to my departure and decision, I was really paying attention to the change in the landscape. And I was really paying attention to digital content. Mm-hmm. And I was growing on the side, my website and my blog, and I was paying enough attention to the monetary opportunities that come from that side of the world um, in the entertainment, celebrity, beauty, fashion, digital space, mm-hmm. that I was educating myself. And so I had enough of a, a, some momentum on just my my digital offerings. And I was like doing some other things on the side, which by the way, E was not happy with. And they they that was one of the things that they kind of condemned me for doing. It's like, well, you're already doing and growing these other things on the side. Well, so punish us as women for doing that, right? Single mom. For cool. surviving. Cool. Like, thank God I did. Right. Thank God I did because I don't know if I could have left. So I had an, enough momentum there to go, I've got to bet on myself and I got to see where this lands. And then thank God I did because, you know, from a, a kind of deep spiritual lens. I I really do believe that my exit positioned me in a way that I didn't ask to be like a poster child of equal pay, but what it did do is allow me to connect with all these young girls and all these women around the world who were fighting for equal pay and hated their jobs and couldn't leave their jobs, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, I can't tell you how many of them I heard from, like, please fight this fight. Please use your voice. You do have reach, like Mm -hmm. keep going for us. And so then I felt this obligation to, to do that. And I spent that whole first year after I left really leaning into that. And I felt so 
lucky. I mean, it, it was such a shitty situation. And yes, I was angry and I was, I felt really taken advantage of, but like, then that quickly turned into, well, what, how can I use this What for good? And it really was great to do that. I, I mean, I was so impressed. I was like, okay. I thought it was, I thought it was amazing. And I, and listen, and I think also for you and your brand and everything you're doing, I think it just really gave you even that much more amplification Mm. and power, honestly. And I think it also made people look at you in a different light, you know? And, you know, I think sometimes journalists, no matter what they're on, you know, can get, people say things, people, they, they think they're this like person just dying to be on TV sometimes or whatever. And, right. and, and there's just so much to you. You're so smart. You're so ambitious. You're so driven. You've certainly climbed, um, in, in a really, you know, in with grit and, yeah. and integrity. And, you know, I would argue to say that in all of this, I think being a single mom is probably one of the hardest parts of all of it. When you add layers of a career to that, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And yeah. you look amazing. <laughs> well, look ama- you vote, by the way, I would say you, you've always looked amazing, I would say. Yeah, but so. did you hear my other news? I, I had a little. Bowl. I did hear this. I didn't see it because I don't know why I didn't see it. But like, I'm also so squeamish, so I probably wouldn't have. But so I want to talk about that because you look beautiful. You started beautiful, but you look beautiful. You look very rested. Thank you. <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad because I am very, very happy with my results. I will say, I mean, another kind of terrifying thing that I didn't think at 48 that I was like, I wasn't like hell bent on getting a facelift or anything. It wasn't something I thought about for a long, long time. But then when I did realize it was an opportunity and I talked to my doctor, now I'm like, thank God I did. I, now I'm so happy. Now you're so happy. You're so confident, right? Yeah, I'm happy. I mean, listen, that's... Now it's like the outside matches the inside. I was spending a little too much time looking in the mirror thinking I was tired or even a little sad Mm -hmm. or like, you know, your mouth's like going Uh down. It's like, but I'm happy and I have all this (laughs) vitality and I like love life. And so, yeah, I kind of went for it. It, It's a much bigger deal than I had anticipated. Like I was down and out for like two and a half months. Yeah, it's, it's a really big deal, which is why I haven't really seriously I dream about it and I want to do it and I talk to myself about doing something really like exciting and drastic so that again I don't look so freaking tired all the time you but, look amazing oh, first stop. of all I love you a, thank like, you like honestly you are such goals <laughs> everything are, about you is goals so you are the I don't want to go that but but I know how that feels like it's it, it matters how we feel yeah right? it does but it's also like how do I have two months to disappear like how well <laughs> Like that's the thing. I'm in four months post, I think right now, four, almost five months post. In and fact, I mean- that's how I heard about it. I heard about it through a public woman who I was talking to and she's like, I'm coming to LA. I'm going to Kat's doctor. And I'm like, Kat, they're like, Kat's out there. Have you seen her? I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, she looks unreal. I'm doing this. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I got to call her. And they're like, oh no, she documented it. She's very open about it. I'm like, what? Wait a minute. What? But you look incredible. And I think, look, my theory about this is everyone has to do what makes them feel more confident. And aging is not easy. And anyone who says it is, I'm going to just call them out. But by the way, bless them. If they think it's easy and they're aging gracefully and beautifully and peacefully, I think they are my idol. It is not easy. It is not easy. None of it is easy. The only thing I would say is easy is where you are in your mind is the easiest part and your peace, right? Yeah, like you, I think know yourself maybe better than you ever had. You've been in your body for longer, obviously. (laughs) I'm liking to challenge this idea of growing old gracefully, right? We were always like told that, that that's the way to age Mm -hmm. gracefully. But what does that mean? Like for me, gracefully (laughs) doesn't mean like falling over, rolling over and just accepting how it has to be on your face or wrinkles or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. for me, like, why can't growing old gracefully mean stepping into your power? Yeah. And again, not hiding from who you are and who you want to be. And 
I, I've always said, you know, I've done all of this internal work and I do my hot yoga and I yeah. do my therapy and I write my journals. I read my books. Like I'm very much on that grind and journey also. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I have this kind of inner peace more than I've had in decades. But then the flip side is then this is this exterior stuff is just a gift to myself. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm not doing it because I'm self-loathing or I think I'm sure horrid. it's not like an insecurity thing. It's actually yeah. just so that you look in the mirror and you spend, you waste so much less time covering things in your face and like staring in the mirror going, wouldn't I look better if I was like, this? wouldn't I look better if my neck was tighter? <laughs> I know the damn neck. Like, let's be honest. It sucks. The neck. The damn neck. The damn neck. That's the biggest thing. I the biggest change for me was like my neck and jaws. Yeah, makes such such a difference. It's a thing. And then the day comes where you know I realize the day is going to come where it's like I don't want to do this every ten years, and and I will have to just accept that I'm probably going to be a grandmother. You know what I mean? Like, and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay too. You know, and I look forward to that. But for now, at this moment, at this age. It felt great. And I would say to that too, the girl gracefully, because I do want to touch on that for a second. I compare it a little bit to this sort of expectation of women having children, right? And this sort of like trajectory of like this this unspoken script of like graduate college, meet your guy, get married, have children, the whole thing, right? I think that's all changed, right? I think that's all changed. It's like I said to you, having a baby at 25 all of a sudden feels like 17, right? And I got I got married young. I got married at 25, which also, again, feels like 17. But it's interesting, and I think no path is the same, and I think no one's approach to aging is the same, and I don't think that there's a right or wrong to it. And I think, you know, I think if people don't ever want to touch their face, I have friends that have never gotten Botox. Okay, great, Godspeed, love you. That's yeah. your truth, Right. But I think for me, I am definitely someone who would like to try to fight that process, you know, fight the process gracefully, honestly, if that makes sense. And I'm, 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 I think take care of your skin, do whatever makes you look in the mirror and feel better about yourself, right? One life. It's like no right or wrong, no judgment. No judgment. And I love what you're saying. You're like, I let any woman do what is right for her. But that also means in exchange, please allow me to do what I want to do with my face. It's my face. It's my (laughs) life. And, and, and it really stops there. Like you get to decide. And it is, we live once people. It's just like, yes, yes. Okay. So Kat, so now what? So you're an empty nester. You have a new love with four children, girls, which is amazing. Well, two two of the four girls. So maybe I'm going to leave Roger, meet a new guy, and find a guy with daughters, so I can have. (laughs) I think I'm get. I think I'm going to get my my daughters via like granddaughters or something, because I've contemplated selling my archives. And I had lunch with a a friend of mine yesterday from London. He's he was one of the biggest like vintage dealers forever. And I was like, I'm selling everything. I don't want it. I have boys that don't care. I have a niece that couldn't care less about fashion. What am I doing? And he's like, You're getting it via granddaughters. You have to save it. I was like, Oh my god. So oh wait, that reminds me, Rachel, because (laughs) my partner is Greg Alterman, who started and founded Alternative Apparel years and years you know he was the t-shirt oh guy and he God. that's when he was like oh i know rachel's like oh years ago God. she came in and i was like i'm sure like she's put alternative t-shirts on people over yes the years. of course but he started that company and wow. ended up selling it but that's his business so wow all of the little random cross, love him <laughs> cross pollination in this town yeah. i love that okay so you look blissfully happy <laughs> you look rested you are an empty nester living like this other chapter. What now? What's next? Yeah. What's your biggest like focus? Or is it just on you right now? Like I know you're working no, obviously. Listen, but like- no, no. I, I I have my weekly podcast, mm-hmm. which I do put a lot of time and energy mm-hmm. and love into. It's mm-hmm. called Cat Sadler Now, yep. where I'm continuing to have these conversations, of course, like this, that have mm-hmm. space, that yep. like so different from TV where we can like actually converse yep. and and have some meaning behind what we're talking about, which I do love. Mm-hmm. My passion is really beyond just the facelift. I mean, the reason the whole facelift came up was because- My passion I'm- is really beyond the facelift. Sorry, that sounded funny. My passion is really beyond the facelift. But okay. <laughs> That's your newfound passion. 
<laughs> no. I'm kidding. It's just the way it sounded. No, but the reason the facelift came to be at all was because I had this video series I was doing called Midlife and Me. And Got I it. was and am interested in exploring what it means to be at this stage of life mm-hmm. and all that comes with it, whether mm-hmm. it's the physical stuff, whether mm-hmm. it's God, this hormonal mm-hmm. crap wreaking havoc in my body, whether it's this existential, like, who am I? Who do mm-hmm. I want to be for the second half of my life? Yep. What, I mean, there's so much that women are going through. People can't sleep anymore. We, you know, we feel bloated. Like mm-hmm. it's like, there are just so many layers to it. And I find it fascinating. So, mm-hmm. I mean, to answer your question, I would like to do some more deep dives mm-hmm. into helping women get more information to them and go through some experimental type situations to, you know, still have my journalist hat on, but kind of help women in that way. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm playing with some things. I have some projects. I would like to return to television in a more meaningful way, not mm-hmm. the five days a week mm-hmm. entertainment news, mm-hmm. but I do think that's where I belong. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of getting my producer hat on mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, got some show ideas mm-hmm. and I'm kind of in that phase of probably really taking that more seriously now that I've gotten everybody where they need to be in my life. Check. You know, Check. Like you're yes. in your apartment, you're in college and now I'm here. So, so now wild. I can go back to, you know, my work a little bit. That's where I'm really interested in that space. Well, I adore you. I'm so impressed with you. You are very respected and adored by many, you should know. And I love talking to you. I always love talking to you. So, and you know, I'm very excited for what's next. And I'm also excited if, you know, you're just kicking ass at your podcast because, you know, I think just do whatever makes you happy, right? And you have a lot to offer. So, you know, I'm excited to see what you well, do. Well, it means a lot <laughs> that we're, we're doing a swap because you are going to be on my podcast soon. And I so love it. I can't, I can't wait to, I, I like you, what I love about like being in this business so long is like, you know, I've seen you also along your way on all your different iterations and it's fun to like go, okay, what's going on today? And it's like a check-in. So, yes. so I can't wait to like turn the tables a little bit and, and talk to you. But I, I am always, always rooting for you and such a fan of you. And I just um, thank you for being a light and just so authentically you. It's so awesome. Aww. Well, I adore you. I mean, just keep doing it. Just keep, just yeah. keep doing it. You're on fire, lady. It's that time in the show when I answer two listener questions. So let's see what we have today. Your boys seem to be animal lovers. Are you? Do you like lizards and snakes? This is the funniest question and a very easy answer, actually. I am an animal lover. I'm not someone who fills my house with animals only because I want to be fair to the animal. (laughs) And, you know, I had a dog in my 20s that I ended up leaving behind in New York City with my mother and she lived her best life for another 15 years after I left because I was living my very jet set career life and knew I couldn't be a present dog mom. So we have a dog, Goldie Sunshine, and we're obsessed with her and we love her. And yes, it is like having a third child. Always doggy guilt all the time. So I am an animal lover, but I don't know that that includes lizards and snakes in all honesty. And the answer to that is... I would never allow a lizard or a snake or any kind of reptile or small furry creature in my house. Not because I don't think they deserve to live, but I don't think that I have to live with them. Hope that answers the question. Okay, what should I wear to a cocktail party in fall? You know, I think cocktail at this point has so many definitions. I literally think that depending on where you live and the vibe of the person hosting, I think you really dress for that. You know, of course, I can say, oh, your favorite little black dress, because that is the easiest solution to any cocktail party. But I think the idea for fall is that, you know, the little black dress has become a trouser. It's become a midi. It's become a pencil skirt or a slip dress. It's become, you know, a a polished pair of denim trousers with, you know, a little sparkly top could be cocktail. So I think it really depends on the venue, on the host, on the theme, if there is a theme. But I think ultimately, cocktail party is whatever you make it. And I don't think there's necessarily a wrong. But I would say, please don't wear sneakers to a cocktail party because then it's not cocktail. 
Don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. All you have to do is DM us your questions to at Climbing Heels Pod on Instagram, and I might just answer your question. I want to thank Kat so much for coming on the podcast. I loved hearing about how she started. It's been a long road for her. She's a young mom, got married young. She started in journalism very young, found her passion in college where the world opened up for her and how she worked incredibly hard to get to where she is today. And that means doing the jobs that no one else wants to do. And I mean that. That's like the old-fashioned way. Just put in the work. I also love hearing guests talk about their celeb inspirations growing up and, you know, how they've become that for others now. And I think Kat's very inspirational for people coming up in the journalism, you know, space. And like Kat, Oprah was definitely probably one of my very first female idols, honestly. And every word she said and still says today, I fall on. So I understand that very much. Anyway, if you want more Climbing in Heels content, follow me on at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels Pod on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guest episodes and all things curator. And I will see you next week. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.